Aussie Mark podcast show continuing Gone with the Ghost. Last time I read, I was reading chapter two, and it was page location, page 21, not 121 as I put earlier, and we left her at the police station. The police station is not my favourite, least, my least favourite place on earth. That would be, uh, that would be the outside outhouse of my cousin Sarah's farm, but pretty damn close. The buildings downtown need an extreme house makeover, or the bulldozer mowing it down. Everything is dingy grey, a bit rancid, just a little sticky, sort of like the bottom of my shoes after going to the county fair. I understand that corralling prisoners is not the aesthetics, it's just the safety of the officers and staff, but you won't be safe without... You, you can't be safe with sunshine and yellow walls. There's no crime in having a few houseplants to burn the place up. It's the accused is probably handcuffed. He, can, he, he can't pick up a spider plant and wing it at anyone. I don't think he would be wise to point this out, though, since I there to ask a favour. And during my days working at the station, I complained to the point. An unknown person had posted a printout that said, Glamour cube on its steering wall or my cubicle and put crime scene photos all over all round. It wasn't funny, but I deserved it. To be honest, it's not a place for the pretty. Ryan's old friend Marina Marina met me at the glass window and had had the guard buzz me in. Ryan became close friends with Marina when they both both joined the force when I was still in college. Getting a degree in criminal justice I've done nothing with after my evidence tech tinger. And yes, my parents are still annoyed about that. New Mariner by default, since I'd been friends with Ryan's first. And occasionally the three of us did things together. During my lame attempt at working crime scenes, as Ryan had finally lost patience me, it was Marin who had constantly offered me reassurance and encouragement. He was a good guy, easy to be around. Once we had gone, even gone to Niagara Falls together, which sadly was the closest I've gotten to a wild weekend with two guys. I stepped in a king-sized bed, sandwiched between two men, after the hotel messed up our reservation, but the wettest I got a whole trip was on the made of the missed boat ride. It was, it was with this depressing thought I smelled at Mariner. Hey, Bailey. How are you? Good time. No see. Marinum enveloped me in a hug, which startled me. He never hugged me, except at Ryan's funeral, and now he was gripping me hard. Right in front of half a dozen defectives in the cubicles. I'm okay, Mariner. How about yourself? I tried to subtly subtract myself. He had a hell of a grip and was wearing way, way too much aftershave. Hanging on, hanging on there, in there? He shrugged, but didn't let me go. Good. I patted his, I patted his back awkwardly, realising seeing me must bring thoughts of Ryan, and Mariner still thought Ryan had killed himself. He hadn't been granted the relief that I felt and wondered if I allowed to tell him. 
I've checked that with Ryan first, but it seemed like Mariner had a right to know. Finally, he released me, but kept my hands tightly in ears. What brings you by? Weirded out when he was sexually holding hands. I kept my vo- voice low. Do you have a minute? Can we talk somewhere privately? I wasn't sure if it, I was going to ask was exactly legal in his sense of the word. I didn't want a bunch of nosy Nella cops listening in on our conversation. I couldn't say about about other stations, but here but here this particular close group of cops he dropped and gossiped like a group of grandmas, placing it in needles with guns. They were the same male and female defensives alike. Marion is more serious than Ryan ever was. He has an in an intensity with his brown eyes and shows his thinking planning processes. Ryan was always more impulsive, going with his gut. I like both of them, but I do love Ryan. I think it's because he doesn't, he isn't like me at all. Marion and I get a little solemn when left on our own together. He studied me for a long t- second, then glanced up at the clock and wall. Sure, buddy, let me grab your wallet. We'll go to lunch. You want Italian? Well, it most, well, it most likely meant his weapon. Maynard always locked his gun in his desk about drawer when he was at the office. I followed him back through the maze of cubicles and got a couple of ways. And what's up from a woman, a man and woman that knew, plus a very predictable, yo, Bailey, how's the Irish cream? This was a long-standing joke that they all found hilarious and I realised I hadn't missed working here at all. As if there was any doubt, this time it's a familiar face, Dot Detective Cox, who once upon a time had made a mistake of encouraging I made a mistake of encouraging because I had been young, he was gorgeous, I've been flat I've been flattering because before I realised he was married. No, I told Dot Detective Cox flatly. He's wearing a grin on his long face. Here, put, put it, it where business. He asked, leaning back in his chair. I have a couple of ideas to put where to put it. Sometimes you have to think. This is tremendously clever name for a business. But I thought that truly only I had generally underestimated the number of grown men with a lesson humour. I was, it wasn't the first time I got ten marks about where did you put it. Cox's comment brought muffled laugh from the guy to his left, who I didn't know. He must, he must be a new hire. I also saw Delangelo, the cop who had questioned me about Ryan a few de- desks over. He's watched me. When we made eye contact, he waved. Sexual harassment when I, when I didn't work there, there anymore was truly crap. I thought it was time to put an end to it. Kick off. Kick it off, Mariner told him. You're being a dick. I appreciate the intervention, but I wanted to get the point across myself. A small lint over to him. I wound up my eye, my, I opened up my eyes wide. Lured chastely with my husband, Tim, and said, Where did you put it? Where did you, what did you call me? What, what did you call? Did you want me to call your wife and tell her where you like to put it? Enough to break from my normally thinly veiled disguise that seemed to confuse him. He sat his chair around to so that he was facing his desk. That's okay.
that made me feel just a little bit smug. Bailey, one, Colt, Neil. Just ignore him, Marinette said as he bent over his desk, flashing his keys out of his pocket. He's an arse. He started it. What's this? A pointed a hand-drawn cartoon printed to his wall. It was a stick figure lying on the ground in the car, yelping, Help! I hit a bum by accident. This is the guy's idea of humour. He slid his gun into his holster beneath his suit jacket. Man of War used to it well, well tailored and trim, and didn't sink quality, but he apparently mowed down bums. You hit somebody? Did he die? I was a little horrified. Nah, just a scratch at him. He was so drunk, I walked, he walked right in front of my damn car. Two minutes later, we were staring at each other across the, the table at an Italian restaurant on the end of what was an up-and-coming neighbourhood. This place had been in existence for 60 years and stood by the philosophy that good comfort food would always trump trendy decor. Scooting the folks' grapes and ivory floral arrangement out the centre of the table, I smiled at Mariner. It was a struggle before. Because he was looking again, looking serious again. I'm sorry, I couldn't, hadn't called you. Said I, I should have, I should have checked to see how you are going. Where are you going? My throat closed. Guilt sat heavily in my stomach. I wasn't the only one still grieving. One grieving, yet I had been selfish, caught up in my loneliness. That's okay. It does both. It goes both ways, you know. I haven't called you either. You lost weight. Your clothes don't fit right. Got it. I felt lousy. Thank you. Pulled my electronic cigarette out of my purse. Okay. Electronic purse out of my purse. Okay, got it. I felt a lot lousy. Thank you. Pulled out, pulled my electronic cigarette out of my purse. Okay, I had brought it. This is definite. This is emotional, difficult one. I grinned. I needed my security blanket. I raised it out to my mouth. Man, man, on a grimace. You still smoking? This, those things will kill you. You should quit. This isn't real smoking. I quit action cigarettes two years ago. You still can't do it here. Fine. But before I got put it away, I took a quick, quick hit. Its first drag is like the kiss, smooth and satisfying. I know it's bad for me, but it's so so is pollution. I had quit smoking once already. It was like a phase two of quitting. No one seemed willing to give me credit for that. A short, punchy waiter came over and married ordinary a bottle of red wine, but not a glass. A bo- bo- bottle. Ain't you on duty? Ain't you drinking off limits? I can have a glass. There we cork it, and I'll take it home. You have a glass too, right? Sure. And when I said 
you lost weight. I wasn't saying you looked bad, but not at all. I was just an observation. I was wondering if you lost weight because of Ryan. There it was. His name was out on his name was out in the open between us. Finally, it hung there like a vapor cloud from my electronic cigarette. Yep, I lost weight. No, it wasn't intentional. I haven't been hungry. I leaned back into my wrought iron chair, legs wobbling on the tile floor. I can't let it go, Mariner. That's why I need to see you. I can't think Mariner killed himself. That was close to the truth as I was willing to skirt at the moment. He didn't, didn't say anything for a second. Hand scraping across his angle jaw. He watched me. Bailey, he said finally. Why does it matter? Ryan is dead. As soon as it, as so much as we hate it, that's the way it is. That surprised me. I have to say, of all the things I was expecting to say, dead, d- dead wasn't one of them. Of course, it matters. I know he, did, he didn't, he couldn't bring him back, but wouldn't it be better to know he didn't go do it on purpose? Would it? He shook his head, dark eyebrows frowning. If I found out he was killed, I feel as lousy, just as lousy, but in a different way. I'd be mad at myself for not knowing, helping him, just like I'm mad at myself for not knowing he was unhappy. Either way, I let him down as a friend. Either way, he's still dead. Tears rose in my eyes before I could stop them. Mariner, now it's it was it, now it was me reaching for him, waiting to give for him to give some kind of comfort. Neither one of us had done anything either way, don't you think? Ryan's mum would rather know he was murdered than he killed himself. Ryan wasn't suicidal, we know. I know. You know that. I know that. He's the most damn happy going lucky guy I knew. Knew. Darn, I hate the past tense things, which everybody does when somebody dies. He didn't lighten the mood or emotionally hide you. You, you, you be the judge. I joked. If I hadn't killed myself, then surely Ryan wouldn't. The man jerked his chair horrid on his face. You're not considering that, are you? No, I ain't my handkerchief. That kind of table spread it across my lap. Jesus, kidding. Going, got, going to laugh. Going for laughter, ease attention. Shit. He poured two glasses of wine, handed me one, and held it in the, in the other. Slapping the glass back on the table, he ran his hand through the dark, his short dark hair. Don't say stuff like that. He's not even joking. It ain't freaking funny. It wasn't. He was right. Feeling guilty and embarrassed, I drained my half the wine, to avoid saying anything for a second. My cheeks felt slapped and my limbs numb, like this air conditioning was up too high, forcing my mouth open. I managed, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. I care about you, you know. For a guy who normally never speaks unless spoken to, who's more comfortable with electronics than women. This is a huge deal. Tills have been wrestling with all day, shot out like a fire. Ha ha, was on high. I, I care about you, I managed to say, before dissolving into high sobs. People at the tables surrounding us were gulping, but I couldn't stop myself. I, so it was a bit, it, it was so damn sweet. I ha- couldn't, haven't bothered to call Baroner in six whole flipping months and still he cared about me. Marin had got got that panic look 
panicked man looked and said, Hey, hey, now, it's okay to be cool. You want me to look into your eyes and suicide? I do that. I nodded, blood in my tears, and stuck, stuck, to, stuck by inspiration. And can you get the police report for me to look at? I need some closure, I think. Sure, sure. Here, have some more wine. You fill my glass to the rim. What? Is he taking, trying to call, taking advantage of opportunity? I wasn't trying to play Mariner or be manipulative. Tears are real, but they weren't in my favour, all, all the better. If I was going to meet myself in public, there should be at least some benefit to it. Wiped my eyes, gave a shuddery sigh, drank my second glass of wine. Oh, was it, or was it my third? Which is how I wound up drunk at Ryan's ranch house. Chapter 3. Considering my legs felt like some might, they might slide out me and give uh, under me at any second, I decided to give up creating a, sta- a staging plan and started picking through Ryan's remaining belongings instead. Unfortunately, I hadn't realised a real estate agent was showing the house ahead of the fishes listing. Listing it. I walked in on her touring the house with clients. I should have abandoned the entire project since I had pulled out of the station, dipped a brush and curb, and promptly you turned right back into the parking lot. I ordered an Uber, hugging my coach purse to my chest and reciting the alphabet, forward and backward, ABC. What the frick is the matter with me? X, Z, Y, X. That, what stupid thing can I do next? I don't drink. Two glasses of wine was equivalent to a gun under my system. Not to mention I hadn't eaten breakfast, and I managed to choke down three bites of chicken at lunch before my throat rebelled. Pricey Red Mariner had ordered me, hit me like a cheap wine in a box and sent me reeling. Mine whirling at the fault of the police report for the Mariner I, hit, I, I had in my purse and sourced up at Shanty. I couldn't, I couldn't seem to stop myself from going to Ryan's. I needed to be there in his space when I read the report. Oh, sure. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise anyone's here. I'm Bailey Burke, I said. After walking in on woman's, a woman's violent parents, aging her clients, my throat, my mouth lost control midway between the second and third constant. But hopefully they just might think I had a lisp. There's a young couple who looked like they had embraced the concept of conservating world. So I know. I'm obsessively hygienic, boring and compulsive. I have a thing about nails, fingers and toes. I immediately honed in on them. I could see this couple hadn't touched soap in a while. They were similarly white t-shirts were grey. The big, big yellow stained shirts, stains in their pits. And one of those pale pink flip-flops or black toe outlines. Untrimmed toenails curled into the flesh. And a fingernails bottle of remnants of a manicure... From last winter, Christmas red, with cubicles the thickness of the width front of an old growth forest tree trunk. My stomach did another sick flip. We need a place for your hissing cockroaches, the guy said to the agent as he went about my about my business bedroom and living space room. Does this house have a basement? 
absolutely full size and partially furnished. Viner kept his weights down there, along with a rather impressive collection of beer cans, both empty and unopened. Viner had exactly been a super housekeeper, but he had, had never been dirty. I felt comfortable sitting down where he lived there. His furniture was still on in place. as was only two years old, a rustic plaid, heavy on oak accents. His parents had taken most of his personal belongings, but in some ways they only made it worse. It was obvious he was never coming back. The house felt lonely, abandoned. I was supposed to be looking at the objectly a home stager, but not as a, its best friend. Uh, as a friend, I saw him sitting on a very masculine couch, giving giving me a smile from a design standpoint. It's dated and crowded. It's hard to even think what and when it, think that when were well, the, the, the strange when they were strangers invading Ryan's space. I've been in hundreds of houses, and they have a unique feeling of aura, sense of calm, of fatigue or excitement. Ryan's house is empty. That's hard to swallow. Or maybe it was just a wine belch that stuck up on me, and it was hard to keep down. I didn't want to. I didn't want the cockroach lovers to have Ryan's house. He can come back, but nice people without insects should ha- should have it. Maybe people, children who could laugh and run around. What's the yard like? We have parties in the summer. The wife snuffled up something like from the back of her throat and let it fly into the sink. Uh, the real station see flummets. I personally have never in my adult life witnessed spit leave a woman's mouth unless it's my own and I have a cold. My head did a sort of double disc, sort of disco twirl. My stomach stained, strained to keep the wine in place. Yard is rather small, the agent said. As long as there's spare room for our boa, we like exotic animals, the man explained. Which is probably why he found he's fond of his wife, who is currently digging her panties out from a from the burial in a crutch. You know how I understand your needs better? It's a different house I'd like to show you. Can't we reschedule for tomorrow? I can set up a new appointment for something. I think we had. It would. It. I think we'll be paid for match for you. I couldn't kiss her. Agent. She gave me a grimace and a shrug. That when they, that when they both turned. I realised she was actually friends of mine's mother. I seen her at a church festival. I tipped over the carpet runner. Brian lay down in front of the door to the backyard. The grace of a dreariatic elephant. I slammed into the wall. Oops, that rug just grabbed my shoe, I said, giving a brittle over loud laugh. They look at me. The client scratched his head. I'm kind of busy tomorrow. I thought we'd just seen this house. It's not bad. Just a bit overpriced. A man, his furniture is just garbage. It's hard to visualise how old stuff would go in here. For some reason, that made me initially angry. It was so volatile to have them here in the first place, even to hear them criticise the price of me to emotional overload. Good. Let them think it was overpriced. Bye-bye, you exotic pet people. I know the sellers, said the agent, said, it won't budge on the price. If it, it was their son's house, and it can't take 
a loss on it. Let's look at something that has a little bit, a little more properly. Properly. They drifted towards the front door and the agent gave me his final smile. Could I give the, should I put the key back in the locked door? Yes, thanks. The minute they closed the threshold, I shut the door as fast as I could. Something was wrong with my balance. I left the wall behind me, so I didn't want puddle into the heap. The ceramic towel that marked the two by two foy. Going over my purse, I fished out the police rifle. I had to see what it said. Angled weapon, blood spat, blood spatter, weapon discharged once. It was very clinical, very nauseating. Now it wasn't time to read this. <coughs> I crammed it back into my purse and went to, for the crap well for the crouch. But then decided to need a cloud cold surface. It moved my hot clammy face. I went down on my knees, a then stomach oozing into jellyfish legs and arms spooled out. What are you doing? A familiar voice asked. <coughs> My cheek nice and cool enough to tell. I try, try, <coughs> <coughs> I try to lift my head. So but no avail. It could be it became too heavy for my neck. Amazing how that could happen. Mine, the one and only. His voice sounded far away. I tried to look over my shoulder and look at him, but it made me dizzy. Clamped him up clamped clamped my eyes shut. Why are you on? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? How are you? Why are you on the floor, Bailey? I'm just resting. My wrists started hurt from lying on it. I shifted a little and discovered a black streak of a shoe tread on the t- towel. <coughs> my instincts soon rubbed it out. <sighs> then realised it was just, it was stupid because it was my purse with my antibiotical squirt foam was on the other side of the room. Oh, you sick or, or have you lost it? I might, I think I might be drunk. I gave a little giggle because it really been extremely funny. I was talking to my best dead friend and I plastered off measly two glasses of wine. Or was it free? Drunk? You said the fairly shot. Drunk on what? Why? Mariner took me to lunch, got me drunk. Blame him. I didn't I, I touch the stuff without his bad influence. Ryan snorted. Nice. Did he at least give you a report before he got you got you smashed? Yep, it's in my purse. Go get it. You go get it. I'm paralyzed. Talking was an effort and the room was going into a fair approximate of a tilt a whirl. Concerned about the cleanliness of the floor, I put my cheek on my arm and promptly fell asleep. The problem with a dead, be, des, best, a dead best friend is they can't help you when you pass out drunk on the floor. I woke up 20 minutes later and got into my fit app, bit app, stomach churning and my head pounding, the muscles of my back locked in a painful spasm. All right, sleeping booty, time to get you, get up. Ryan was pacing back and forth in front of me. You only drink like that once every three years and you pick today to get trashed. Unbelievable. 
I had a challenging day, I said, with, with such dignity. I could not muster from the floor, but I did feel refreshed, and the buzz was gone, and despite the mild headache, I felt no more as normal as a woman who can feel talking to best dead bestie. Well, I've been cha- had a been had a challenging three hours waiting for you to wake up while I sat in my empty house. I'll finish something out. I think I can figure something out. I can't appear anywhere that you ain't. I felt a rather selfish pleasure watching the moon. At the this at Despite the frustrating tone, it was twenty minutes. Don't be the manager, I think. I'll stuck being a shadow man and you're sleeping off. Having a good time sourcing it up. Do you not know how bored I've been? I can't read the damn report because I can't open your purse. Don't get pissy with me. It's I lifted my I lifted up into my elbows and did a head check. It was still there on my shoulders, which was promising. Room hadn't didn't spend, and my gut felt like the wave pool that said, see the point. This is probably good as it was going to get. For your information, I was crying over you at lunch, and how much I miss you, and, and as hard as it is to imagine, a memory of being a guy, and clueless what to do, when anyone shows the slightest sign of distress, pulled me with sincerity to put, plug the tears. I sat completely up and pushed my hair back off my face. Ryan was biting his fingernails. I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean to spend my afternoon on the floor of the floor. I only had two glasses, Ryan. Or maybe it's three, possibly four. He sighed. I'm sorry, too. I know the whole thing's a lot to ask for you, but I need answers. I do, too. I grabbed an end table and hauled my, my sorry butt up. So let's find answers. On what bleed eggs, I went to my, I went to my purse, which I set, which I had set on the table in the dining area. It couldn't be called a dining room since it was really a corner of the living room. But its tile flooring and brass chandelier gave it the privilege of being titled a dining nook. Here's the report. I set it down on the table for Ryan to get look at. Went into the kitchen. Pulling, pulling a glass of, out of the cabinet, I searched under the sink for sponge and dishwashing liquid. I knew they were still there because Ryan's mother came over once a week or so, dusted and cleaned the house to keep it all from falling into disrepair. I often thought how hellish a chore that must have been for her, cleaning a house her son, her son never come back to. Sponge in hand, I washed the dust off the glass and swallowed a thick hot bowl taking up residence in my mouth. With a country blue distro, I dried the glass, ran the tap into the water cold. Get the water cold and filled it to the top. I drained two full glasses. I f- felt completely back. The water was sloshing around my gut, but the pounding in my head had stopped, and I practically healed myself, quivering in gratitude to the promise of rehydration. I made you to turn the page, Ryan said in a tight voice. I went and turned it without saying a word. He didn't look happy. I can understand why the port was from a scene. It was not gruesome. It was short. And one, no one seemed to question what was. it could be anything but a suicide. Where's the rest of the file? He asked a second later when he finished scanning the page. That's all Marion gave me. The port from the scene. 
He flat out refused to give me the autopsy report. The rest is said in psychological stuff, interviews with people. You work with tracing your movements on that day. Interviews with friends and family. But I have to tell you, they interview me and they only ask me three questions. What do they ask? When was the last time I saw it, seen you? 12 noon? February 17th. What's the mental state was you like at the time? Agitated from confusion. Not that I had shared a little bit of it, that piece of information. I knew everything you might... If I knew anything you might be upset about. Nothing that he would kill himself for. What did you tell him? I left my house at noon and you were fine. And that is the least suicide person I know. Ryan smiled at me over the table. A, Ryan, a real Ryan smell. Smile. Well, his eyes crinkled at the corners and his mouth worked spread wide. Thanks, Bailey. It's true. That's why I am I, I, such a freaking mess. I just didn't, couldn't believe that you killed yourself. I haven't been able to believe it, but everyone has convinced me it's possible. And well, if it appeared to me so, I'd be a fool to accept it. When you were upset about getting passed over for detective and that you owed quite a lot, quite a bit of student loans. I won't kill myself because I owe tens of thousands of bucks at community college. You know money is important to, to me. I shrugged. Everything can be made to fit the puzzle. I had no choice but to believe the experts. He made a fist and punched my, my shoulder. And he couldn't feel anything. It's okay, Golgis. We're having to figure this out. Here. What's we got what well, here, what's we got so far? He pointed to the fall. I'm in a park, why? We don't know. I left your house at noon. Is that exact time? I nodded. I glanced at the clock when he left to record the moment. I ruined my friendship I had ruined my friendship with Lever. I looked at the microwave clock at the, as you headed out the go door. It was twelve oh three. Ryan glanced at the report again. I found my I'm found by Michaela Stevenson and Barry Morris, both 20 years old high school friends, both students of Cleveland State. They live in Lakewood in Duplex. He had his, shook his hand. Who names their kid Barry? God, I shot myself. Then he laughed. Shot, shot myself. Down, I'm a riot. I'm a riot. He made a motion like he was hitting a drum for the punchline. Above my eyes, which made me dizzy. Mind you, maybe you can start a stand-up in perjury. So McCow and Barry are jogging together, and they stop because Barry needs to tie his shoes, according to this report. And you know what he does? Why, what, that, what does that mean? Of course I did. Look, his shoes untied. Try again. McCow and Barry lived together, so they were nearly a couple. Technically, they had just been friends, both jogging together, heading into the very secluded part of the park, where ain't no tracks to speak of, just a whole lot of trees and rough, even even ground. They weren't not expecting any calls, because it snowed that day, because a little observation parking lot should be empty and the drive unploughed. I was thinking really hard, but I didn't see why where Ryan was trying to leave, take, leave me. So why why did they go there if it wasn't they weren't jogging? 
Now he's had his now it was his eyes to his turn around his eyes. Get get rid of it, Bailey. They've been going to they were going to get it on at least a little alone time make out session. But we really were jogging, but when Michael Burris turned out the way the wind is ruffling because ham and a wink and a nudge and he was over he was on, he was on and over in the trees because that's what because why it's not unusual friends to jog together kind of trail it'd be odd for a platonic relationship when it's February and freezing outside I could feel my drop door not because of McCullum Barry's accused of relationship because it made a lot of whole lot of sense that they would do not just out of a stroll and had it all been easy for riders it had all been too so easy for riders to see A B to see he logically taken the scenario for its natural conclusion. All the while I was pacing and I was pondering shoelaces. I had no idea if Barry and Mc- got Mikel hot on the trail, but I knew I was turned on. Barry's cop thoughts were damn sexy. I needed to start dating again. It had been long, too long since I'd been, even considered making out, let alone taking a walk into the woods, if you know what I mean. Though in February, hell no. Banishing the sudden need for a jog, I cleared my throat. Okay, so assuming everyone isn't the same enough to have sex, or you make out in a snowbank in the dead of the winter, they were off jogging both. For, they were off the jogging path for a reason. So why was your car there? Same same reason. Right, good. Green. Good question. If it was, at least I was small enough to have a car to do it in. If he hadn't gone straight for my, for if it had gone straight from my, from my confession of love to another woman's arms, I don't really want to hear it. But I seriously doubt that was what I was doing, since I distinctly recall having a guy in me. That's not my type. He wanted me to ask what his type was. I refused to go there. Or maybe it was a woman, or maybe I was alone, he frowned. I don't know, it's fuzzy. Okay then. So I almost so almost immediately the Kelmore realised he weren't going to get the privacy they were looking for. But before they could jog on past, they noticed something. There's something all 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 over the window of the car. They can't see into the car or driver's side, but it looks like someone's thrown up splashed something over it. According to McKellar, so they knock on the door and they're knocking. The person inside isn't moving. They slowly realise to start realise that they they're seeing some blood in brains. But something lurched and it wasn't for the vine. Ryan, he tapped his thigh, not looking, look, looking the back. He's upset. Just viruses. He's thinking. So Barry pulls out his guts in the snow while Gail calls nine one one. First officer, sweet. Is at 3.17 p.m. Officer Ryan. Sorry, I don't know that. Penelope. After determining the barrier, the victim is deceased. He secures the scene. Make, takes McCown Barry's statement that didn't go. He doesn't realise right away that there is a cop until he runs the plates and the come back as mine. He calls homicide, tells him that it's my car, calls the corner. Enter Dion Joe, exit power and end of this very worthless report. 
Why does the angel immediately assume suicide? I don't get it. I swallowed, forced myself to speak. What's that? What's that? Te- a text one of you, one to your mum. That part bothers me. That means someone is planning to kill me or panicked and pulled out my phone and sent a text. What did the text say, by the way? I don't know. They told me. They were told me, but that, that's what, from what Janandra said, it wasn't elaborate. So I suicide text, probably something like, oh, I'm sorry. How could I let myself get into that situation like that? I must have had my head up my arse in that day. Jesus. Fresh guilt swamped me. He probably had been distracted by me. Wouldn't have to let me down easily. How to tell me to take my to how to tell it me to take my lips and go find another cop to throw his life so that. If someone wasn't the car you, wouldn't they have wound it up covered in blood? How would they leave without anybody seeing him? Footprints in the snow, something like that. Good point, Bailey. I'm guessing our footprints are wiped out by Michaela and Barry then. Officer Pacconi walking all over the car. Preserving the crime scene wasn't on their minds at the time. All that evidence that seemed pointed to suicide. They wouldn't have any reason to think that homicide initially. Oh, usually Texas make no initial judgment. They wait for no facts. But my evidence, but any evidence they'd overlooked would have gone in a day, would be gone in a day. Drops of blood in the snow, footprints, all that disappeared with the first melt of the new snowfall. I don't like the fact that they were so quick to rule it suicide. That's that's not that's not only those guys, you know. You know how maliciously, meticulously they pull over a scene. I own myself into a dining room chair, carefully prepped. Of an individual head spinning. I scan the report again. See very cut and dry, clinical, the only revealing fact that Officer Pachinico, he couldn't spell down, worth a down. A repeating constant issue arrival was arrival. Pattern was pattern. Officer was officer. And in reading it, I attempted to put on a French accent. I was starting to remember if I had it wrong. He hadn't. He didn't remember it after all. Maybe he did. Maybe he did commit suicide. I didn't even know what to think at this point. Where's 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 my car? Ryan asked. I don't know. Truth is. I haven't asked a lot of questions. The answers might have been something I didn't want to hear. My stomach rumbled. You, you hungry? I guess it's dinner time, isn't it? Why don't you order a pizza? Hunger might explain the burning fuel feeling in my intestines, or it might be the severe ulcer. It's freaking loud. We're probably close to the truth. I'm fine. Now, come on. You need to eat. I'll be your treat. It'll be my treat. You have no money. I looked in amazement. He frowned. No, guess not. Sorry. But you still need to eat something. Maybe there's a little food left in the kitchen. Not likely your mother's very thorough. Very thorough housekeeper. She wouldn't leave shredded wheat around for six months. Get stale and attracting mice. I just ordered a pizza. But I'm sure that they were in short in the heck. Can't eat a whole one by myself. Brian lay on the couch, eyes closed, fingers pressed on it, 
to his temples. Indeed, thought, as I ordered a pizza, I could with the pizza guy. He said I couldn't get a personal plan pizza delivered. By the time we washed hashed out, on mutual satisfaction, upgraded pizza to a small two sopping, toppings of a two litre of Pepsi. Ryan sat upright, feet on the carpet, hands in his lap. Earlier you said you concluded it was suicide because of the text. The car part was meaningful to me. How did they find that out about all that shit? I never told anyone about Cammy with a big chest in the park. My sympathy for Gregory grew. What is about men and press? Floyd has always he's got it had it completely backwards. I don't know a single woman feels an ounce of penis envy. But every man I know wishes he could walk around all day playing with breasts. If it, if they could squeeze a pair of random intervals, whatever the urge struck, maybe the world would be less worn up place. Of course I wasn't the least put out that Ryan had it was a press man. I had none to speak of. It didn't matter. We were just friends, and he was dead, after all. But it didn't stop me from throwing my shoulders back, fussing out a bit. Darn it. I want, I don't want it to be like that. I don't want to be like that. Why would did Angel notify you when I'd been killed? Right. That was an important part of the discussion. The time was accusing me then. Accusing me how? But after the first horrible conversation, D'Angelo and Marin had come to see me. Angel was the one that told me he didn't spare any details. He's the one who asked the basic questions. I was guessing it was because he was, he'd been texting that morning. He wanted answers, I guess. But that, then later that night, Marin had stopped by. He's the one I told about Cammy. I didn't know, didn't know you would make out a will. It was Marin who mentioned when he was trying to explain his suicide, scrolled out the memory. I just sort of flipped on him. Lots of screaming, crying and pounding my fists against him. Real cliche, no wonder the guy who panicked and poured wine down my throat all often. He must have been terrified of being dealing with a repeat performance. Not wanting to dwell on another embarrassing episode, I quickly asked, Why did you make a wheel? His reaction wasn't quite what I expected. Ryan got sheepish. Is a law office across the department. Here's this woman lawyer. I see her going in and out of the other office. She was hot. I mean, really hot. Oh, full of the main karate. I could see where this was going. And I went over there and made a wheel because I needed to talk to her. Maybe she'd ask her out. And what did what did you want to quit? She had curves. Did you ask her out? I don't know you were dating anyone. Waved in the hand in smell Jeez, oh, I had a boyfriend. I've, I've got a will made, which it turns out was a damn good thing. It wasn't damn, it wasn't going to point out that, that my feelings had been just a wee bit hurt. He left me, hadn't left me anything. I was sure of myself the guys didn't think like that. They didn't leave their Gertzie Stein stick to their brother, their collection of beer cans to their cousin. They didn't leave their enough love snakes of their, from their female best friend. Indicating how they returned her feelings, and he didn't have didn't have any jewelry to dole out. At least not Ryan, anyway. Everything had been left to his parents, and his modest insurance policy 
going to his funeral expenses and the remainder into the trust for his sister's kids to pay for their education. Colina cried when she told me that, when I had run into her at Ryan's house three months ago, she'd been helping her mother clean up the yard, which had gone wild during the spring when no one had been able to bring themselves to tend to it. She told me that while well, it was wonderful for Friday to think of her girls, she gave he she gave everything she had and then some to have her brother back. Maybe you shouldn't tell him. Crane told me about your money for the girls. She said you gave it all back and then some to then some to have it one day with you. Which reminded me what a gift I had. I couldn't touch him, but I could take talk to Ryan. And I need to enjoy that. Right shrugged, shrugged. I don't. It wasn't much, but those kids are smart. They really, they really should go to college. Hopefully, we'll help her and Jimmy out. Apparently, was he was in the mood to get sentimental. Right, his mind was still working around the facts of the case. I appreciate that. I'm a workaholic myself. It sucks. I can't be in a station with you, Barina. And it gave me. About a tenth of following me, I'm guessing. I ain't even the photos I've seen. You need to see, to see those to get an idea of the direction of blood spatter and blowback went. I didn't need to see anything. There's no way I wanted to a look see a pictures of Ryan and his with his face half his face blown off. I've told Mariner. I can ask him about it, I doubt if he'll give him to me. He was a little more protective, more traditional. Ryan was the kind of boy, man who offered. Hey, you need it. you asked to see it. But Mary was some more that you know what you're asking to see, kind of guy. Maybe it's time for me to start listing the facts of the case as we know them. Pulling out a pad of paper from my handbag, I gave it a header my burly, with my burly burke put in the pad. Evidence of suicide will actually result to lust, not depression. Text, what do they say? Location, coincidence, lack of motive for murder, powder moments. When I wrote that, Ryan stopped reading, stopped reading on my shoulder. Hold it, powder moments and what? My hands, you could tell me, come on. Secretary, but all distinctive recall, truly talking about power, but powder moments. You had a hell of a conversation with him, didn't you? Ryan Blue's eyes were curious, his nostrils saying a little. At the time, he seemed disgusting with carb and punishment for all Murphy's sins, but in hindsight, yes, it doesn't. It does come off pretty cold. I, I think it's time for you to pay a little visit to Dendro. Yuck, I picture Dendro's smarmy grim and that tuft of, of chest hair that always bursts above his but top button, double yuck. Seeing him twice in the same day seemed like a cruel and unusual punishment. I'm afraid you're going to say that I'm not really drunk anymore, which is a shame. He's the kind of guy you need to see through the groin goggles. I'll, I'll do it for you then. I know. I'm, I'll do anything for Brian. Except... Except... Show him my breasts. No sense of defeating both of us. Can I at least eat my pizza first? I'm sure. I'm sure after talking to Andrew, my appetite will, will be gone. <laughs>